Welcome to the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I'm talking about nighttime eating. Is it inherently more fattening to eat at night? And what if you struggle with overeating at nighttime? What are some strategies you can use to nip that in the bud? Let's go. Nighttime eating. Let's start with this. Calories eaten at 8 p.m., are exactly the same as calories eaten at 8 a.m. Food is not inherently more fattening at nighttime. Now, you might have heard that you just don't need calories at this time of night because you're going to sleep, and so your body is going to store them as fat. And no, 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 that is not how this works. If you are eating in a calorie deficit, if your total calories for the day are in check, if you are taking in fewer calories than you burn and you're in a calorie deficit, you will not store excess calories simply because you eat them at night. In fact, there will not be excess calories to store. You are in a deficit. Now, you might find that you as an individual sleep better if you don't eat at night or that you digest better, uh, you're not having stomach trouble in bed if you eat at night. Totally fine. But know this, it is not inherently fattening to eat at night. Now, nighttime eating can still be a problem for several reasons. One, if you just don't have any calories left, if after a full day of eating you have eaten through your calorie budget and you continue eating, you will no longer be in a deficit. Or if you have saved some calories for a nighttime snack, but you struggle to stay in that calorie budget. If you're mindless snacking, if you're comfort eating, if you're stress eating, then in that case, nighttime eating is a problem for you. So let's talk about it. What are some things that you can do to curb nighttime eating? A couple of really good strategies. The first one, I worked this one successfully for years and many of my clients do this as well. And that is to give yourself a bright line. You have a hard stop. I do not eat after dinner. After my last meal, I do not eat. Or alternatively, I do not eat after dinner unless I am going out for a special evening out. Either of those works really well. There's no ambiguity. So when you have that plan out, it does take time to get this habit in place. It might feel harder for the first couple of days or weeks that you institute this rule in your life, but eventually it's just second nature and you're not even thinking about the fact that, oh, I'm feeling kind of snacky and it's 7.30 or 9 o'clock at night. It's just not what you do anymore. So that's one possibility. If you're someone who just really likes their nighttime snack, that's okay too. Plan one in and have it be discreet. Okay. So have it be a set amount of food that you can stick with, which means picking a food that you can be moderate with. If gummy bears are your favorite thing and you eat bags of gummy bears, don't pick gummy bears. So have it be perhaps something you can eat in a single serving, like a single serve ice cream bar is great for this, um, or something that you can easily take out of the package. You're gonna have two cookies, take them out, seal the package, put them away, go to where you're going to be eating the food and eat it there. So with both of these situations, there's a bunch of other stuff that you can do to help actually put these habits into place. Like I said, it takes practice. 
So a couple of other things that you can do. First is set up your environment for success. Do not keep stuff in the house that you tend to overeat. Go out when you're going to eat those things. Close down the kitchen and don't go back in there. If at all possible, turn the light out. Depending on the setup of your house, that just might not be reasonable, but do not spend your evening in the kitchen close to the food. This might mean if you typically help your kid with their homework in the kitchen after dinner, moving that spot. Maybe now you do it at their desk in their bedroom or at a desk in your family room or in your bedroom. So look for what routines you can change that you are not spending your evening in the kitchen. In fact, it's best if you can find a spot off of the same floor. So there, you're just not going to make the effort to go back down or upstairs to the kitchen. Another really great idea, and it's a simple one, but it's so overlooked. Brush and floss your teeth after your last meal or snack. It is a physical cue that you are done eating. And food, quite frankly, tastes terrible once you've brushed your teeth. So have this be a part of your evening routine. Finish your last meal, brush and floss. Alternatively, you might like to have a drink that you sip on throughout the evening. A big cup of hot tea works really well for this. Make it a big supersize one. Seltzer works well with this, although I just heard from my dentist recently that sipping on seltzer might not be so great for your teeth. So maybe just plain water with lemon in it. A big drink, it can fill your stomach up and keep your hands and your mouth busy. So that might be a better fit for you than brushing your teeth. You can feel those out in practice, like what works better for you. Next, a biggie is consider a new evening plan. If you've not heard of the book, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, I highly recommend it. In this book, he talks about how each of our habits is based on a habit loop. There's a cue, there's a routine, and there's a reward for every habit. So for this habit you have of nighttime eating, you're going to want to identify these various parts and then work to change them. Now, the easiest one to identify is the routine itself. That's the thing you're trying to change. So let's say your routine is you get your big bowl of buttery popcorn or your sleeve of cookies and you park yourself on your sofa and you watch NCIS. That's the routine, okay? That's what you want to change. Now, we also wanna look for what is the reward and what is the cue? So the cue, like, what is it? Are you actually hungry? Um, so do you have that rumbling in your stomach? Are you bored? Do you have an, a, des a desire to escape? Are you procrastinating something? Are you lonely? So start thinking through like, what is the actual cue that, that is right before you reach for those cookies? And also experiment with rewards. When you are eating your cookies or your popcorn, what is that actually giving you? What is that reward? Okay, a way you can experiment to see like some of those things we talked about, like, are you lonely? Are you bored? Try some other rewards and see if they get you the effect you're looking for. So could you get a book and sit by the fireplace? Could you call a friend to catch up? Could you do some yoga or take a walk? Could you try a hobby you've been wanting to try? So try out different things and see what effect it has. Make some notes about how you're feeling with each of those. 
What emotions are you having with each of those? And then go back and try and figure out that original cue. He also calls it a craving. Um, it's not always about the food. Actually, probably the easiest one to pick apart is, are you actually hungry? Because that's a very physical sensation. So if you are actually physically hungry, if you're like, my cue is I freaking want food, a couple of things. If you feel the physical sensation of hunger, as in a rumbling stomach, a couple of things. One, remember that hunger is not an emergency. Okay, it is not an emergency. We have trained ourselves to think that being hungry is an emergency. You don't need to fix it right now. You are not going to starve. Second, remind yourself that some measure of hunger comes along with being in a calorie deficit. It does not need to be excessive hunger. It should not be all of the time. Okay, then with that framework, look at your calories, look at the actual food you are eating in a day and see what can you do? If the hunger feels excessive, what can you do to mitigate that? Can you make your evening meal bigger? That might mean changing what you eat earlier in the day. Can you make your evening meal more satiating? So can you bump up the volume of food? Can you have a little more fat with your evening meal? Can you have a little more protein with your evening meal? Those are all things that can help to keep you full. Alternatively, drinking can help with that. Um, I mentioned seltzer. That's a good way to fill yourself up. So looking to actually mitigate the hunger without going full-blown, I'm eating like a crazy person mode. So work on that. If the actual cue, if the actual um, thing you are seeking is relieving your hunger. If it is not, focus on dealing with the actual emotion you're feeling. And this can be hard. It can be hard to pick apart and experimenting with those rewards can help. Um, doing some introspection can really help. It's not as easy as saying like, ah, I'm hungry, therefore I'll eat. And you might notice that one of the reasons you feel so insatiable with the cookies or the popcorn or the candy is that you're not actually hungry. So you're not actually focusing on the thing, dealing with the thing that is the problem in any case. So if you're bored, deal with being bored. What can you do? What is a hobby you've always wanted to pursue? What are some, where are some interesting people you could meet? And this takes a lot of effort. Wow, that's harder than going to get cookies out of the cupboard, right? It's the answer though. If you're lonely, same thing. Deal with the lonely. Reach out. Call a friend. Again, maybe the answer is joining some kind of group, pursuing some kind of hobby where you can meet like-minded people, where you can have group interaction. So dealing with the lonely. Are you procrastinating? This is a big one. I do this all the time. Are you procrastinating? So you're eating because it's the only, in your mind, it's a worthy break. Can you give yourself a break in a different way? Can you close your eyes for 15 minutes? Can you go for a walk? Can you say, hey, I'm going to watch TV for 30 minutes and then I'm going to do the XYZ thing I need to do? Would it help to make a to-do list? Figure out exactly what needs to be done and pick one thing and take action on it. Get it done, even if it's small. Will that relieve some of this, oof, I'm searching for, I need to get things done, but I don't want to really do it, and so therefore I'm eating popcorn. Is the feeling that you're having that you want to escape? This is a toughie. If so, probing why. How, why do I have a life that I want to escape from? I get it. These are hard questions. 
It is not as easy as dipping yourself a bowl of ice cream. Why? What do you really want to be doing? I know that can be an uncomfortable question. If you hate your job, if you know like, hey, I'm a banker, but I really want to be a teacher. What do you have to actually do to make that happen? How can you make that happen? What is, if you start with now I'm a teacher and you work your way back, what are all of the steps? What are you willing to do now? What steps can you put into place? Does it mean, you know, getting a second job to save money? Does it mean going back to school? Working through the plan and not just staying stuck with the plan because planning doesn't necessarily feel good. It feels good in the short term. What actually feels good is taking action even if it's a small action, even if it's an uncomfortable action. And a lot of these things that we're talking about here, these feelings, being lonely, um, wanting to escape, being bored, these are uncomfortable. And so dealing with the uncomfortable and being okay with the uncomfortable. Remember, it is not always about the food. And while you're working on this, I also want you to remember to talk to yourself the way you would talk to your best friend. Do not talk rudely to yourself. Oh, you're a slacker. Oh, you, you know, you just eat because you're lonely and say bad things to yourself. Talk to yourself kindly. And remember that your language really matters. It is powerful stuff. Instead of saying, I always overeat at night, practice saying, I am practicing eating moderately at night. I am becoming someone who eats food in moderation. It's very different. Okay. So quick recap, Decide, remember, this is super important. Eating at night does not inherently make you fat. If you struggle with going way overboard, if you eat too many calories, you can either plan for some calories at night or give yourself a bright line, not eating at night. And then work through a lot of those strategies I just gave you to help implement either one of those. Either I'm eating X at night or I'm not eating at all at night work through a bunch of those, those strategies I just gave you. Some of them are super simple. Like, Hey, I'm going to boil myself up a pot of tea is easy. I'm going to brush my teeth is easy. I'm going to get to the root of why am I so unhappy in my life? I get that's a big leap. It's the stuff that works. These little things work and the bigger mindset piece is often really a necessary part of this work. It's not always about the food. Thanks so much for being here and listening in to the Fitness Simplified podcast today. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all the kinds of ational. <laughs> if you enjoyed it, if you found value in it, it would mean so much to me if you would go ahead and leave a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. It really does help to get this podcast to other people. Thanks so much.